In the following live session recording, Mark Cottingham, Executive Pastor, Worship and Arts Ministry, and Sarah Cottingham, Youth Choir Director, both with Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia, talk about tools for an effective student choir, part one. In this session, listeners will learn from two of Georgia's best student choir leaders. Hear some new ideas to use in your student music ministry and learn some useful tools to enlist and sustain members. Let's join Mark and Sarah now. expression I get out of them all year is in that one little window on that Sunday morning because they're sleep deprived and excited and uh, they're pumped to be back on their trip. So, um, well, like you said, we uh, we do have a middle school choir and a high school choir. Our regular rhythm throughout the year is that our high school choir will kick off this Sunday. They meet on Sunday. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I was talking to someone earlier and they said, how do you get them to come back? It's just kind of what we've done. Um, we've been doing the 4.30 time, as odd as that is, since he was leading the choir. That just kind of was what fit. 
um, it has turned out in the rhythm of our church that we are we have an easier time getting our kids back on Sunday afternoons than we do on Wednesday nights um, because of sports. And so we actually have been talking to our student ministry. They're considering shifting their high school stuff to Sunday nights because they're seeing that I'm not having trouble getting them, and they, they really don't have sports breakfast on Sunday nights. It's, it's the Wednesdays that are a challenge. So um, I do recruit with food often, uh, but that's not a regular thing. We don't, we don't feed them every single week. Um, and the middle school choir... Um, they kind of, we follow in that Wednesday night pattern of all the children's choir meets at 6 o'clock on Wednesdays, and so middle school choir just kind of follows that through. A lot of them have younger siblings. If I were to try to move them from Wednesdays at 6, it would be an issue, um, because that's just what their parents are used to dropping them off. Kids driving makes a huge difference as well. It's weird for them when they're looking at 8th grade or losing 9th grade, parents like, oh, it's Yeah. Like, it's around. They've been doing that's just that's kind of the rhythm that works with us um, and we even when we have our big uh, the big mission trip the high schoolers do over spring break uh, they do the international trip their team meetings for that in preparation is on Sunday evenings and again they, they have an easier time doing that than the Wednesday night worship for high school ministry so what Sundays are good for us um, we also do not have a Sunday night service though so we're not trying to we're not competing with anything else going on there's really nothing else in the church <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot in one day. It's a lot in one day. One of the biggest things that uh, that I kind of figured out and coming into this job, and um, the reason that admissions recruiting thing is really something that he mentioned and I mentioned too, is that the relationship side of it, the recruiting side of it, is such a huge part of just continuing. Group within the ministry. Um, I did come in with a, with a good group, but I had to maintain it, um, and a lot of that was through relationships. So one-on-one, take them out to coffee or just let's hang out with the group after school at Chick-fil-A was a huge part of that, um, and just building a culture of you see me more than just Sunday afternoon, so you like me and you trust me and you want to be a part of these things because I also know what's going on in your life. So. With that many kids, I don't know them all personally, but I do try to put all their names in my cell phone as soon as I can. Um, and I still, I don't do it all the time. This is something you really taught me, but um, I, I text them all um, before big kickoffs. So we've got our kickoff on Sunday, and I can guarantee you that tonight and tomorrow my thumbs are going to be killing me because I'm going to be texting out every single student. It could be a copy and paste, but hey, Katie, got our kickoff on Sunday. Really hope to see you and miss me this summer. Something like that. Um, We've got, I'll, I'll share later, we've got an, an app, a website where you can send those mass texts out and it's great, but there's something something about the personal text. Um, I've just seen a difference, a kid who doesn't show up, if I reach out directly, they'll come. So it's, it's annoying because I don't want to have to text them all, but, it, um, but it is important, well, the relationship well, side. Pretty much culture building relationships too, honestly, it's, it's not the whole youth industry. Right. When there's a crisis. Small enough. We're pulling out of a really large youth ministry, so that's a lot of the reason for our, our numbers and all that you see as well. We've got averaging around 300 in the high school ministry on Sunday, so I'm, I'm taking a chunk of that, but um, but I've, I've got a more manageable size. Um, so just in terms of kind of what we do, uh, the rehearsal environment is a huge part of, um, of the success there. Um, I would have thought uh, first coming in that music was a huge part of it because when I was 18 um, and in this choir, you know, I felt like music was a big part, but um, realizing that I could pick all the cool songs, uh, but if there's not buy-in there, it, the music's not going to make the ultimate difference. Um, creating a culture um, where they're comfortable. Um, a lot of times I'll have a, a playlist going on my iPad. I've got Spotify playlists out the wazoo. Um, and sometimes it's really high energy Christian worship stuff is playing when they come in. Sometimes it's like top 20. It's all clean, but stuff that they know and they're used to listening to, and that automatically puts them at ease when they come in the room because they recognize what's going on. Um, it's, 
was really crowdy. Yeah. You know, last week, I posted her afterwards. In the middle school. <laughs> well, I'm using a microphone through the whole rehearsal, but I'm still hoarse by the end of it, just trying to trying to keep up. Um, the like I said, you know, the comfortableness that your students have with you is a huge part of it too. Um, if they're only seeing you on Sunday nights. Um, then there's less of a chance for you to have that buy-in and that trust. Um, and so I, I try to be a presence as much as I can. Um, we do have multiple services on Sunday morning where I've got, I've got a job, I've got a role within those services, but I'm running in between down to the student ministry to just hang out. I don't have any job down there, but I'm just jumping between their family group tables and saying, hey, and, you know, Miss you, you doing okay? And, um, same things. And, you know, weekday afternoons, just trying to be around school events, stuff like that. Um, one of our core values at Johnson Dairy is um, having a never-changing message and ever-changing methodologies. I feel like that's a huge thing with Institute of Fire. Um, the message is always there. We want them to value worship. We want them to share the gospel through the celebration of the gospel through music. Um, but the methodologies have got to change sometimes, and, um, and mine even have in the last five years just to make sense for our context. Um, leadership is also a huge part of creating culture. Um, servant leadership, like in Matthew 10, um, 45, um, for even the Son of Man uh, came not to be served, but to serve. Um, that's a huge part, both within um, adult leadership and student leadership um, within the group. I'll let you speak a little bit to adult leaders and kind of yeah. how you structure that for me. Well, mostly this. I had some, uh, Um, you can't help in that picture with the girl in the, the blue in the middle 
25-year-old friend of mine, she's serving in the ministry. Her and her husband both serve, and um, the kids kind of consider her one of the kids. She just loves them well, and she's been the last couple trips. There. Um, another win for us, specifically in our middle school choir, has been college students that have grown up in the program still live locally and they feel called to ministry. Well, come on, come serve as a middle school choir leader. We love that. Middle school choirs worship the ground you walk on because you're a cool 19 year old, um, but also you can get a feel for what it's like to be on the side of, of ministry. So, huge part of that culture again, just in the regular rehearsals and on the trip. Um, I also have, I'm sorry, it's so dark. You can't tell that picture, but I've got a student leadership for our our high school choir. It's about 12 to 15 uh, students, um, upperclassmen. Um, The picture is them at our Christmas party at my house last December. You can see them coming during crazy weird Christmas weather. But this is a group for me that's uh, just as much of a benefit for me as it is for them with the discipleship program we have kind of laid out there because I get feedback from them. Um, I give them uh, specific responsibilities within the rehearsals. So, hey, you're in charge of picking up the music and organizing it. You're in charge of sending out these info cards to new students. You're in charge of whatever. Um, So when they have those specific roles, there's more buy-in and they care more. Um, There's a requirement for them to be there because they're to be part of this leadership team, but um, they're great recruiters for me, too, because they care about what we're, we're doing. So we do have monthly meetings. I feed them every time. It's another benefit of just being a student leader. You know, Sarah buys you lunch once a month. Um, so we get together and um, take prayer requests and uh, you know, just have some sweet fellowship time together. I get feedback from them um, and then challenge them to be hands and feet for me because I can't talk to each individual student. Things that are so evident of their buy-in and maturity. Sarah has been telling me she was going to this young lady, uh, pretty much young lady, quite, quite young lady in this project. She was in this ministry project, she was in this high school project. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do without more? You're going to miss more, and he's going to be on the most remote time for this student leadership team that Sarah has been investing in. Man, they step up big time. You know, it's like that. It was required to sing on Sunday morning, that's the time coming out. All this stuff that Lauren did. You know, it's like, you went to the high administrative assistant. Her new administrative assistant just started last week. And you got all these other fun things. Culture of leadership. It isn't just this person doing it, putting his head, helping a new person walk in the world and walk in the world. And mentoring. A lot of these are the ones too that are coming back at college as college students because they love what they did and so they want to invest in the next generation, which is great. I do try as well, this is just a, a side note. Got six guys and six girls this last year. I'm a female worship, you know, worship leader and leader of students, and so I try to have as many guys as I do girls because they help with the recruiting. I can only do so much. Some of those football guys don't want to talk to me, and that's fine. Um, but that helps a lot as well. To have it. <laughs> it's a mix of having guys and girls, musical and non-musical, is really helpful. A lot of these guys you don't want to ever hear sing. Um, and then this is just some pictures of me with uh, students at extracurricular activities. Again, just getting to know your students through football games, orchestra concerts, musical theater. Um, with that sort of relationship, finding out what they're listening to, what art, like who are your favorite artists, what concerts do you go to, um, and using them as uh, as a resource as well as a student ministry, knowing what's working within your student ministry. With our rehearsal schedule, I already mentioned, Wednesday nights is middle school and Sunday afternoons works great with high school. Um, as a music ed major, I had to really change my, uh, my thought process on how rehearsals are supposed to go because with my student teaching um, in a high school choir classroom, it looked a lot different even in terms of musical theory, theory and what was expected of the students. And you're supposed to know already what a repeat sign and a coda and all of that mean. 
pain. Um, and this group is not like that. And so um, as I kind of was, was figuring that out as the choir director, um, you can kind of see once you start talking about some of those musical theater very technical terms, they just gloss over. They're done. Um, so learning the basics, what they need to know, like if I, this is typically what I'm giving them. I really feel passionately, um, there's been other people in my role before at Johnson Theory who, who kind of turned more to, we're going to have pro-presenter up on the screen and we're going to show lyrics and they're going to sing along with the lyrics. Even for these non-musical guys and girls, I felt like having a sheet of music in front of them was really important. Um, it doesn't always work that way depending on the song we've chosen, but like even, you probably heard me this last Wednesday, I said, don't let the black, uh, the black dots freak you out. Like, it's all right. The lyrics are on there. Follow along with me figured out together. So basic, hey, here's verse one, hey, here's verse two. Um, you know, if it is a repeat sign, let's, let's learn what that is so you can go back. The basics are good, but try not to get too in the weeds of that. Uh, or I'll just kind of just work this. Honestly, it's such a, there's a lot of kids in there that are really all the So they get it, but also such a comfortable environment that she's had and she's got senior co-pastor basketball players. And I you know, help the senior co-pastor you know, state baseball and co-pastor. I don't know who comes to the wait a minute. Who's like that? He let me wear my state ring there. Yes. So it's, it's a balance, you know. Yeah. There's no kid who's all steady and full of We do have a rehearsal accompanist in there. Uh, just it's just me and her. We do a lot of tracks. Uh, I do um, turn on the demo, uh, the MP3, a lot, especially in the beginning. They get more comfortable with that, and a lot of what I'm doing is learning by rote. And so, you know, it's me singing it over and over, and then repeating it. But also, if we can hear the MP3 with all three parts, they're going to pick up on that faster. So I kind of do a balance between the two, um, especially if I can find a great piano accompaniment that's going along with the song. Of course. Um, to have my, my compass doing that. Um, yeah, and something that I have, have started doing because of um, actually visiting a, a Prestonwood rehearsal, um, they do a lot of having people on parts in the front of the room on microphones. And so um, we don't do that every single week, but especially if we're working on a challenging song or a challenging section, I have an audition group of um, upperclassmen I'll talk about a little bit, and I'll grab three or four of those and say, hey, come 20 minutes early. We're going to go over this part real quick. I'm going to have you sitting right in front of the section singing the part to them, especially as a female vocalist. If I've got a good tenor that can sit there and sing the tenor line to the kids, it's, it helps with the non-musical ones who are like, I don't know what octave I'm supposed to sing it if I'm trying to relate to you. Um, so that is, that's super helpful, whether on mics or not, just having three parts being sung to them at the same time. We do, um, with the smaller ensemble, we'll do SATV, sometimes um, SS, SSATV. Uh, but with the choir itself, we really just do different parts. Yeah, so we've got all the guys together. I try to split them. Um, I don't have enough strong guy singers to be able to hold really solid into their in base. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. I'll sit up there and love it. I'm Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I sit up there and sit on them. Right. So I've got the student leadership team, it's about about 12 students, and then I have a high school ensemble, it's an audition group of about the same amount. I hold them both to the same standards in terms of rehearsal requirements. They both sign a contract of uh, just standards, just as a Christian leader within yeah, uh, character type things, but also they're committing to the choir tour, they're committing to these groups. And I try to let 
you know, I, I don't want a lot of overlap. I really like to have two separate groups. We've got, you know, groups that are leaders, but they are, you know, the singer musical people, but also giving an opportunity to those who don't really sing, but man, they're coming to this group, being a part of that sort of leadership team, student leadership team. And I use them, um, student involvement all the time. In the picture, uh, you can't tell that it's one of my um, senior boys from last year leading a devotion. Um, at the end of rehearsal, we do that every single week. Um, it's about five minutes. It's just the tiniest little part of rehearsal, but they listen to me sing at them and talk at them for an hour, hour 15. Um, so hearing from a student to connect the dots on, man, we're singing this song, Still Rolling Stone, I'm going to share some scripture with you and some background, maybe on maybe a story they've, they've researched, and here's what Lauren Daigle was, was going for for the song, but also here's a devotion that goes alongside that. Um, so letting them do that and have the leadership is helpful all around. Student input is really helpful. Uh, they tell me if stuff that I do is lame, and they're pretty uh, <laughs> pretty candid with me. Um, but again, like I said, letting them be the ones collecting the music, welcoming new guests, or welcome guests and all of that. The more responsibility, the more buy-in there. Rehearsal creativity is something that uh, is, is newer, I would say, probably in the last five years. Um, We've got some weird stuff going on, and it's, it's really fun. Um, this It's not high school chorus, high school choir like they're doing at, at Walton High School. It's not the adult choir that we're, we're going from Anthem Packet, so it's somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, so it's trying to make those rehearsals student-friendly best way we can. Uh, one of the ways we do that, there are a lot of crazy pictures. Yeah, just keep them for a second. I'll go through these, these pictures. but. We do have themed rehearsals. Our Christmas in September um, is the, the two on the right. They're really fun. Uh, we decorate out the, the room and have a competition on their yeah, uh, Christmas outfits. Episode. And that's me um, just introing all of our Christmas music um, you know, before December. So we'll do that here in a couple weeks. And when it's 85 degrees and they're wearing Christmas sweaters, you know, any student's going to love that because it just feels weird and, you know, <laughs> like what you're not supposed to do. So are you doing with the seasonal music that they will sing in church on Sunday mornings? Uh, both that, and then we have a Christmas packages or student choir concert we have the first weekend in December, and then they also lead at one of the Christmas Eve services on the 24th. So it's Christmas music that we're previewing and learning for all of that. The Christmas packages, we stole that idea from Miller Cunningham, Eternal Time. Basically, it's like we do... Used to, we had a hanging of the green one Sunday night, then we had the children's Christmas program the next week, then we had the youth choir program the next week, and what we did is, and we call it Christmas package, it's a multi-event, three and a half hour thing, and it's kind of like a fall festival for Christmas, and there's events, I mean, anywhere from carriage rides to you know, food to all kinds, you know, cakewalk, uh, nutcracker dance along, but it's bookended by a preschool choir concert that starts it off, and then by 7 o'clock, you have the student music Christmas thing, which says, in, in that kind of climax, you know, there's no adult choir thing going on in there, and it's really, we've been doing that over 10 years, and that's put all our bang on those two weekends. And so that student, that Christmas in September, basically she's rolling out music, she's going to be doing Christmas that's what that is. Um, the other themed rehearsals are purely for recruitment. They have nothing to do with music. They have nothing to do with anything else. Um, I don't know what it looks like in y'all's high schools, but every Friday our, our students have spirit nights at all the different high schools for football games. So they'll wear neon to school that day, and then it's a neon out at the game. Or they'll wear all white because it's a white out that night at the football game. So I just stole that and was like, well, we're going to have an American night at rehearsal for no other reason than we get to just dress up in all red, white, and blue and be silly. And they love it, um, and they come for that. Maybe I'll plan a game around that or a food type item around it. Christmas in September, we usually do Christmas cookies on the way out the door, which is fine. But it's just, it's just for fun. Uh, we did one time, yeah, and we had all the footy pajamas from Target you could imagine, yeah. She had a college football night, and she bought an Auburn jersey in that good bag. No, I kept that one. Um, we also do games every once in a while. It's not every week, uh, but it's really fun. Uh, 
couple of these that we've done. Um, there's a little promotional item in the back. Our kickoff on Sunday for high school choir for the fall is our, it's our waffle night. Again, there's, there's no connection to worship or to music. It is just high schoolers like waffles, and it's a cheap thing to get for all of them and funny. And so um, for our big kickoff, uh, we're, we're, doing, we're doing Waffle House catering. And then last year we did a, a game um, where they wore those dog cones and literally tossed waffles across the room uh, and caught them extra points to catch it in your mouth. And it's, it's only about, we only let it go about two minutes because other than that, we're still in our choir rehearsal hall for all of that. So I'm really limited on space. But that little two minutes of just them laughing and being silly and being 15 year olds is, is great. Um, we did a kind of Santa beards with uh, shaving cream at Christmas for our, uh, our big Christmas in September. The headphone karaoke. Uh, the last three are, are fun singing games. Headphone karaoke is um, them wearing uh, you know big headphones where they can't hear themselves. You turn the music up as loud as it goes. They get to pick a song from the playlist I had already created. Um, and then singing into the mic, and then we have an American Idol style choosing which one is the one at the end of it. So I encourage the choir, encourage them, because they don't know that they sound bad. They can't hear themselves, you know, so it's it's just a fun, lighthearted thing. Um, the name that song was Watch Your Mouth. You all seen the Watch Your Mouth game where you put those weird things like you're at the Honest in there and it stretches your mouth out. We, um, I had a lyric printed out on a piece of paper. Um, you can see on the top right, uh, they had to wear those things and sing the lyric, and their partner had to guess what song it was, and it's almost impossible to tell. Um, I did that in middle school. We did. Um, and it's all songs that we're doing in choir. Pull the lyric from one of those songs. Um, and then the last one is one I played this past week. It's for the whole group. Um, some of it was playlists of some pop songs, some of our worship songs from Sunday morning, some choir songs. You play a song, pause it, and then whoever can sing the rest of that line raises their hand, have them stand up, and just sing the end of the line to get a prize if they get it right. It always shocks me. These kids who are back there looking so like they're so shocked. But they'll stand up and sing in front of the hundred little kids and just go and Especially if I'll throw them an old choir tour t-shirt from the high school. It's not costing me extra extra prizes. It's just an old t-shirt I've got in my office, and they're so excited. So the games are fun. Um, and then this is a new thing we started two years ago. Um, you know we all battle cell phones with students and adults and all the things, um, especially in a rehearsal setting. Um, so we actually have started this voluntary cell phone turn-in um, program, whatever you want to call it. Those are cell phones on top of the piano. They are. So we've got a bucket over there on the left um, that sits on top of the piano. Um, when the students turn their cell phone into the bucket, they get immediately a piece of candy. So there's candy kind of spread out up there. They get to pick a piece of candy as long as their phone stays. And then at the end of rehearsal, we've got all those phones spread out on the piano. I'll pick one at random and give them a $5 gift card to Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, something like that. And all it is is it's positive reinforcement. It's encouraging good behavior. It's the chance of getting a prize. And they're voluntarily turning their attention to you because they're less distracted. There's more talking when you take their phones. But, um, but you, you, you take it away being a bad guy. Right. Uh, hey, because it's not school. I don't want to take their phones away. This is a voluntary thing they're coming to do. Bobby How did you get them to turn in their phones? Yeah. Yeah, and you get the good candy. Because they'll they'll take the good candy if they what kind of, uh, kind of uh, it's going to be the Student group, and the walkout of it is, is they've been part of the worship team. Mm -hmm. 
you said that they've been part of the choir. And they've been in most of that choir for personal reasons already a number of them, uh, probably an average of uh, six or eight. And so when they move from Main Street thing back to Wednesday night, they're doing the scheduling, this meant that okay, they're going to be in that, they're not going to be in. I still want them to have a chance to be part of worship and leadership. So we're starting the group, fresh and new. Um, in the top ten, in the community. Um, starting a group, uh, probably I think I've got a email, the students and the parents direct um, individually uh, just what it's going to be of a hybrid choir and within the group wide group. So that's something that they, they want my instruments, they don't want to say. Right? They play the instrument. Yeah. Um, but the, the question I have is what are two or three of the things that starting from scratch now that you guys think about changing the um, It's uh, I guess what the choir it's um, it's a it's an SATD choir. It's it's anthems of course, but it's um, a definitely a blended hybrid. Um, it's um, the the worship songs we do pretty much all of them are like arrangements, but it's a, a, a newer arrangement. Um, but we still use piano and orchestra and cricket, so it's kind of a mix of some Sunday go with drum piano. Um, so um, it's a real true hybrid. My answer to that would be I can't tell you what you should be doing. That would be my answer. I would want something
But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, at least in my place, my adults worship.
does the church itself help subsidize mission trips or what? I'm going to give you into that a lot of them are, you know, that part of the I'm happy to tell you. And there's one thing, it's an incredible advantage from a missions standpoint. I, 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 I haven't been, I've been in St. Church for a long time. something that's unique to your area because even if I would tell you, I'm pulling from seven high schools and 12 middle schools from three counties and four private schools and none of them them are the same. None of them have the same school. There's no way in our culture that would work. We just would not work. Yeah, we're pulling from a lot of different high schools. There's 16 high schools. But they're all they all a lot of the private schools Like, you know, some praise charts where you just get feedback from your students, songs they're listening to. 
Yeah, and I'll talk a lot. <laughs> I'll talk a lot about this tomorrow as well. Um, but I do. I wish I had like a certain, uh, I don't know, a certain agenda. I always, yeah, formula. Um, I don't. I, I listen to music constantly. Um, Spotify has been the best resource for me because it'll say, um, you know, if you like this artist, you might also like this one. And so I'll go and you know and look at that one. Um, so a lot of it is it's suggestions from students, what they're listening to, what's on contemporary Christian radio, um, that I also feel like would be a good fit for choir. Um, and then what I can find availability-wise. So sometimes I'll even go to praise charts and look at the, you know, the recently downloaded, the top downloads of the week. Um, they're at the bottom of the homepage. Um, it's a lot of the stuff that we're doing there, too. So um, with our... Our choir mission trip specifically, I'll speak to the high school. Um, you know, we have about seven or eight songs that we'll do. Two of those might be with the high school ensemble, um, that, that audition group uh, songs. But we'll usually start the concert with one or two pop songs that are clean and fun and upbeat. And specifically in the, the mission trip format, it attracts people. You know, they, they listen. So we did High Hopes by Panic at the Disco this last year. And, Kids love it because they love the song with the Believer by Imagine Dragons before that. It's a positive message that um, our, we usually do have one of the students lead a Devo to, you know, well, I think that these lyrics could mean, you know, kind of leans to this. Um, but the pop songs are, are helpful too. So, you know. Sometimes, Yeah. Because I can't get past reckless. I can't get past that word. The definition. The students. Students. That's so funny. Like, They've been begging me to do it, and I'm kind of like, well, it's it's repetitive. It's good, but yeah.
What are you doing? I love this song. But, you know, we didn't want to have them in the house. I don't want to be in the house. So, change the lyrics. Yeah, we did too. Alright, what did you guys change? We were lost in the house. You know, the saddest house. Then when I got mine in the house, did, um, in the back, I've got it, our set list from the last um, four fire tours, the last two middle schools and the last two high school fire tours, so, and then marked on there where I got it, um, so praise charts or musicnotes.com, which I try to avoid, but sometimes I can't find other places, yeah, so. Well, we've got that. So again, um, they, who are culture and relationship leadership and who are all in the structure, tomorrow Intersection cut loose, you do it. But you could do it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and he sings the Christmas and his rendition of that with us. Yeah. Ah, it's cool. And, and my exec passed the call because he was actually at uh, my friend back at the time. Um, so, uh, uh, and he's like he's a super high tenor. 
gift it enough to kind of take it and carve out whatever you want. Cool. And, and so it'd be like a constant collaboration. Um, he and his wife, uh, he and his wife, and me and my wife, and I guess, you know, uh, put them in
probably should go visit your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. do that and all. Y'all go shop, do your thing. Yeah. It's a nothing area. Yeah. 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 So maybe we had a bigger screen. So. Look at mommy going on there with the light on. Yeah, he didn't have the option. If we could find like a white person, honestly, that would probably look better than coming on that. I think they were the impression there was drop down screens here. Yeah. We were just talking about that beforehand. Yeah, I, I think you've got a huge hall structure with the sound absorbing camels up here. Yeah. Well, I guess that's right. You can put that in. It's an entirely Christian thing, feed me. Oh, yeah. Feed me. Doesn't just work for teenagers. It works all the way around. <laughs> works for everyone. I'll leave my bag. Well, is there another? There is another session. Well, well SA guys, whatever, if SA I'm guys. being real, SA yeah. Yeah. You know, some of them are like, well, I can't sing up that high. I'm like, yes, you can. Um, so they'll sing down the octave. And I, I honestly put the melody in the guy's pocket. So they're more confident that way. Yeah. I'll go see it in the guy and start singing. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Sing in the park. Dude. Listen and try to sing with On the church, out of a get in there, and all I did was grovel in the blood sky. And it came to a real fest. And that next to my chance, I'm sure about to the dinner. And he started to cut the loose and the kids cut the loose he had that arrangement. Not only was he able to do it, he's a true. No way. He really turns out he's the grandson of the guy who was there. And so his mom But he just had no idea. He told my kid to sing. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Real fest did. But now his kid is just cutting loose and he's like, he's free because he figured out how to engage another year. And he hadn't done it previously. Well, thank you all greatly. Thank you. Yeah. For coming. Yeah, I hope you all come back home. Yeah. See you at the.